Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. I'm kind of upset over something. I've read statistics recently that say there's many divorces among Bible believers as people that don't believe in God. There's many problems with their children as people that don't believe in God. Well, I know better. And my guest had a revelation from God of four simple keys that whether you're nine years old or 99 years old, most Bible believers have never covered these keys and see they're integrated. Uh, If you do all of them, you give no place for the problems in your life. And I can't wait for you to get those keys. Are you ready? Well, Chester and Betsy, I heard the most wonderful compliment of what you teach. A, A young woman that works for me is about ready to get married. And she said, when her parents got married, they took your teaching and it dramatically changed their life. And she said, I'm not getting married till I learn these supernatural keys. Now, I want to um, let people know you a little bit. Uh, Chester, uh, you are a trained doctor in nuclear engineering. And Betsy, uh, you were a few hours short of your doctorate in professional counseling. Um, and, uh, but, but you were sabotaged, and you know what? I believe everyone was sabotaged. Both of them were sabotaged. Briefly, Chester, what happened to you? What was the sabotage? Well, I was sabotaged at age two, and of course I was innocent, had nothing to do with it. But my dad died at age two, and that set up a, a chain of events that come out of abandonment. We now look back and explain and understand. What, what were some of the ways you reacted, not even knowing it, because of that abandonment. Tell me a few of the ways. Well, obviously, the most important person in my life had just died. And and so it was like, what's going on? And and I chose to deal with it by just retreating from people. I somehow made this decision that people are dangerous. People are not safe. And I ended up playing in the back of the yard with the rabbits and my bulldozers and stuff like that and did my best to just stay out of everybody else's However, he had a lot of symptoms like anger, like rage. Uh, Now, Chester, you were, you get married, you're in the back seat of a van, Betsy is driving, and you had a visitation from God. Yes, well, God had begun to draw us, and so we were really... Uh, doing serious things like going to church even, and I've been told I should pray. So I'm in the back seat of this van, 
and I'm praying, whatever that is. And suddenly, the God of the universe came and visited me. It was like he just came in my heart. I, have, I don't have words for it, but out of me came these wails. And I think what went on is he went into the deep recesses of my heart. He was just bringing out all the anguish, all the pain, all the hurt. I carried all these years because I'd been, you know, I was the 98-pound weakling that all the other kids chased and threw rocks at. And I had a lot of years of stuff by the time God came and showed but, but me. But, you know, you're not so unusual. Every no. one of us has stuff. The problem is most people live with this stuff and don't know if they get set free, then all the promises of God are going to operate easily in your life. Uh, Betsy, you were betrayed before you were even born. <laughs> yes, um, I was conceived to an unmarried 16-year-old girl, and her father, in order to try to solve this problem, decided to take her to get an abortion. And so they got there, this is 1940, and they get there very early in the morning to this abortion clinic, and the father gets out, and all of a sudden, as this young, terrified girl is there, this voice just fills the car and says, don't do it, don't do it. Two wrongs don't make a right. And she knew in her heart it had to be God. And so she locked the car and refused to get out. And so I was born in a Salvation Army shelter in Durham, North Carolina. And um, the rest is history. <laughs> well, you, you know, that type of wounding uh, led to what characteristics, Betsy? Well, it led to a deep sense that I was a mistake, that I didn't belong, that no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. I was just going to be an outsider. And also this incredible fear of death that just paralyzed me. Sid, I would go to bed and I would just shake and have sweat running down me feeling like tonight I'm just going to die. And that was true for years. I slept with the light on for years. Uh, Chester, when you had the revelation and what it was, was God loves you. That was your revelation. That's it began a journey for both of them. And step by step, God showed them keys to be normal. <laughs> normal is defined by the Bible. And when we come back, not only are we going to show you the keys, but what, 20-some years ago he was teaching this. It was, it was a, a process of revelation, step-by-step step and experimentation. But today he's learned how to streamline them. And by the way, do you use a lot of uh, your psychology that you learned with your undergraduate, your master's, and almost your doctorate in what you do today? Well, I don't regret having that because I had some very formative, formative years in the mental health clinic where I just learned a lot that gave me a perspective. But then I found out that God could just go to the root of things. <laughs> okay, you ready for God to go to your roots? I'm ready for God to go to these roots right here, and I'm going to tell you something. One supernatural key that you capture from God is going to unlock the promises, every promise of God in your life. Amen. Amen.
Chester and Betsy Kilstra want to give you a profound but simple biblical way to be set free from sickness, poverty, problems in your relationships, and to help you walk in total freedom from anxiety, depression, panic attacks, low self-esteem, stress, addictions, and demonic oppression. Why? So you can experience every promise of God. We'll be back with more with Chester and Betsy Kilstra when we return. Call now and get the Kilstra's book, Biblical Healing and Deliverance, and their three-part audio CD teaching, True Identity, plus this handy pocket card containing prayers for healing and deliverance. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9188. Through their book and audio CD teaching, you will understand the four root causes that block you from receiving all of God's blessings. Learn prayers to break curses which come from past generations. Understand how to denounce your ungodly beliefs. Be healed from soul and spirit wounds that cause you to be vulnerable to the demonic attacks. Get set free from demonic oppression. Through these three audio CD teachings, you will learn how shame, fear, and control are the roots that allow demonic strongholds into your life. Each CD includes one and one half hours of teaching followed by an hour of ministry to help you begin to walk in total freedom and victory. Plus, you will receive this handy pocket card containing prayers for healing and deliverance from the things that are blocking you from receiving God's blessings and promises. Don't miss out on getting the Kilstra's book, Biblical Healing and Deliverance, and their three-part audio CD teaching, True Identity, plus this handy pocket card containing prayers for healing and deliverance. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9188. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9188 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with the Kilstris, and I know you came back. Uh, tell me the keys that God has revealed to you. It is simple, just like you said, but and these four keys were already known, Sid, but what he showed us is they need to be dealt with together. It's almost like putting all four keys and the locks at uh, the same like, time. Like it's integrated would be the word. That's I would the say. word we use. Integrated, interrelated. So anyway, the first one's very simple. It comes out of the second commandment where um, we pick up our family stuff. It just gets passed down through the generations until someone takes it to the cross. So I entered into the family sins of my uh, family. And uh, you know, you made a statement that God, when he looks at us, and this is yes. very profound, he doesn't look at us. He looks at our whole family line. I've never right. thought about that before. That's right. Well, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Right. So he's the family of uh, the father of our family line as well. So anyway, that sets us up. We enter into the sins of our fathers. We don't have to, but we all do that. And then out of that, uh, we grow up in families, and we found out that all of us think our families are normal, but the reality is they're all dysfunctional. <laughs> Normally dysfunctional. How about that? Some a lot, some a little. So. Well, well, with me, that's an understatement, Chester. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? How about you? Normally dysfunctional. <laughs> so um, uh, we get wounds to our heart. That's why Jesus said, I came to heal the, the brokenhearted. And uh, we sin out of those wounds. People, you know, touch our tender points. But then out of those wounds, we've learned that the human mind's always trying to make sense out of what's going on around us and what's happening to us. And so most of the time we make sense by coming to the conclusion, there must be something the matter with me. 
or these things wouldn't be happening to me. And so we, my ungodly beliefs, which is what we like to call them, or the lies we believe, was that because my dad died and left me, there must be something matter of me, important people will leave me. So I, the safe way to deal with that was to avoid other people. <laughs> and we could go on with lots more. So these are lies based on God's word. God doesn't say I'm a loner. He doesn't say the important people are going to leave us. He says, I'm his dearly beloved. That was a huge revelation. So you replace the lie with the truth. Yeah. And the truth is God's promise. And will set yeah. you free. And God's given us a very good process to, to go through to deal with uh, converting lies into his truth. So those three areas, ancestral sins, the lies we believe, the hurts of our heart, all provide legal access to the demonic oppression. Some of them come down the family line. We open up the doors ourselves and invite them in. Mm -hmm. And so the devil does his job, which is to steal, mm -hmm. kill, and destroy. Until we learn to not let him do that anymore. Until we learn to begin to shut those doors. God gave Betsy a, a, a key vision one time as we were looking at these four areas. I was locking up the house to go on a vacation and there were four doors. And so I was, as I was locking each one, the Lord said, why are you locking those doors? And I said, because they're precious things inside I don't want stolen. And he said, it's just like locking the four ministry doors, the doors of the four ministry areas. If you close and lock them, then the enemy won't be able to come in and steal the precious things that are inside. Chester said, when you close those three doors, the demonic doesn't even want to stay, and it's so easy to get free. It's not a big deal. That's true. That's right. We find deliverance in the Restoring the Foundations ministry is almost a non-event, or let's say boring. And we've all heard stories of deliverance from the old days where people were getting bounced off the walls and stuff. It's because they did not take back the legal rights that the first three areas mm -hmm. provide. And each one's related to the other three because the demons then keep all this going on down the family line. Okay, give me an example of the generational family line that someone could be dealing with today. Well, alcoholism is very common. So there's a addiction issue, but also probably some major abandonment, victimization, things such as that. Mm -hmm. So that'd be the ancestral sins and curses. So the child grows up, let's say, in an alcoholic family probably makes a vow and a judgment against his parents, whichever one's the alcoholic. I will never be like that. Right. So then they set themselves up to reap what they have just vowed. Hmm. Or I won't treat my children that way. I'm not going to holler and yell and scream at them. And they find themselves, years later, hollering, yelling, screaming at their children and hating it at the very same time they're doing it. And hmm. why am I doing this? So the ancestral sins are at work there, and they've entered into them and made them their own. All right, Betsy, uh, tell me about an ungodly belief that you had. Well, I had um, an ungodly belief that I was just always going to be left out. And what I found out later is the enemy has a strategy to reinforce an ungodly belief by setting up situations over and over and over mm -hmm. to reinforce the power of that. So I had that ungodly belief, I'm a mistake, I'll be left out. And Chester, tell me what was the biggest soul wound you had? Well, I guess it was the abandonment by my father. First, he didn't intend to abandon me. But you didn't know that. 
That's no, the problem. I mean, a two-year-old doesn't yeah. figure these things out, right? We just live it. But I expected to be abandoned by everybody else. That was the ungodly belief I got. So I found myself being abandoned lots of times. And abandonment can take a lot of different forms. It can be, you know, as I said, the kids. You know what going, I'm reminded of? As a man thinks in his, in his heart, heart, so, so is, is he. he. Chester thought he would be abandoned. Yep. abandoned. Mm -hmm. Betsy had this terrific fear of death. Uh, do you have a fear of death now? No, sir. I can tell. <laughs> hey, that's with an attitude, right? Now <laughs> jumped across the table. <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn them loose in the next segment to pray for you. You want them to? I thought so. I thought so. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I'm 14 years old. This morning, I watched It's Supernatural about angels and warmth poured on me. It made me cry. God healed me of stage four inoperable cancer. It is a real blessing to have It's Supernatural to watch each week. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, Chester, God revealed to you a super stronghold, and I can't wait for you to explain <laughs> it. It was amazing. We'd been ministering, applying the integrated approach we've been talking about. One day we're ministering this lady, and I said, You've got these three different things, shame, fear, and control, and they're working together in a very major way. And I don't understand it, but I know it's really important. And she says to me, well, how does it work? And I said, I just told you, I don't understand. <laughs> and, uh, and then I heard come out of my mouth, because of abandonment, we get ashamed, shamed, and rejected. And we think there's something a matter of me. That's the basics of shame. And then out of the shame, we get fearful. Well, what if other people find out about my inadequacies, stuff like that? And we give place to control then that I'm not going to let them find out. And so we put up walls, we get aggressive, we turn inward, lots of ways. Now, when, when, when you have a group yeah. and you're teaching this and you yeah. say, how many think that this is affecting oh. you? What percentage would say that? Well, I usually don't ask them that way because it's shaming to admit that you have shame. <laughs> Sorry. So, it, so it's an issue. But as we minister to people, we estimate over 80% in the United States are what we call shame-based. And if someone doesn't get rid of it, what's going to happen with their destiny from God? Well, certainly hindered, maybe prevented. I mean, it's really serious stuff. And as we see people get free of that super stronghold of shame, fear, control, and get released to where they can be led by the Holy Spirit and they're no longer in fear, you know, I'm afraid to take a risk. Did you notice the Christian life requires taking a risk? That's my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> and what if we can't do it, you know? If we're held yes. back, we're not going to fully fulfill our destiny. Well, tell me, uh, actually, I got an email today, mm. and I believe that God has an answer for this wow. from the two of you. Uh, here it says, I watch Sid regularly. I oftentimes hear him saying, someone with a 
back pain is being healed. Someone struggling with depression is being healed, et cetera, et cetera. Has Sid ever felt anyone being healed from homosexuality? Is that even possible? Mm -hmm. I have never seen a single anointed person or pastor ever even mention a healing from it. Is that because no one wants to talk about it? Or does it not happen? I know many people, including my, myself, who have prayed about it and got not even a hint of a response from God. Mm. I'm not asking for resources. I'm asking if you have a clear understanding and message for me, maybe from a past experience. Well, I can tell you, we have interviewed people that have spent a lifetime in homosexuality and a lifetime being married happily to a woman a man married to a woman with children. What is your experience? Well, um, we have experience of helping people come out of homosexuality. Tell me one. Okay, I want to tell you one that really was supernatural. Sometimes they're a process, sometimes they just happen. This was a young, attractive man in his probably 30s who had been gay as long as he could remember the, he had prostituted himself many years, and he was in the middle stages of HIV positive. So he was um, not looking at a very bright future. And we were ministering to him, and first he recommitted his life to the Lord. And then... And, and we helped him get really serious about his healing. He said, this is not a game we're playing with God. This is serious business. So we took him through the integrated approach and did everything we knew to do. And God had begun to heal his heart of a lot of deep rejection wounds by his father and some sexual abuse yeah. wounds. And then, Chester, you remember that day that yeah. we just stood there with our hands on his shoulders and just cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, Lord we, we don't have anything else. Please, Please come, come and just and touch, touch this, this man. man. And we were just praying in, the, uh, in our prayer language. And all of a sudden, we saw these tears rolling down his face. And he, we saw him kind of expand his chest. And do you remember what he said? Yeah, he says, I feel fuller, or solider, and I want to go be with the guys. But it, not like in the past. I want to just be a guy with the guys. And in that instant, God changed his spirit from the feminine, demonic influence he'd had to masculine. Now, what happened to his HIV? Well, he got worse. He kept got worse. getting worse. A year later, we went down in the city that he lived. He was at an um, AIDS patient home preparing to die. And we went to say goodbye to him and pray for him one last time. And he said, you know something? I'm going to declare the goodness of the Lord every breath to my last breath. And we said, go for it. You know, we have a good God. And he did. And little by little, God healed him. And he is alive today. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right, Woo. Chester, there are many people dealing with shame. Please pray for people to be free of shame right now. Well, just pray with me. Um, and um, the first step is, Lord, I acknowledge that I've allowed shame to control my life and that I have a shame-based personality. Lord, I acknowledge that I have allowed, say this with me, Lord, I acknowledge that I have had a shame-based life, life, and I have allowed, allowed the, the, enemy. Enemy, the enemy 
to access me. To access me. Lord, I confess all the sins of my ancestors. Lord, I confess all the sins of my ancestors. Parents. Parents. All the authority figures in my lives. All the authority figures in my life. Everybody who's a sinned against me. Everybody, Everybody that has sinned against that me. That would cause me to give place to this shame. That would cause me, me to give place to this shame. I forgive them all, Lord. I forgive, forgive them all, Lord. Lord. Lord, I ask you to forgive me now. Lord, I ask you to forgive me now. As I've forgiven them. As I have forgiven them. Lord, I choose to forgive myself. Lord, I choose to forgive myself. For all the stupid things I've done. For all the stupid things I've done. To enhance this shame. To enhance And give it place in my life. And give it place in my life. I break my covenant with shame. I break, I break my, my covenant, covenant with shame. With fear and with control. With, with fear, fear and with control. control. I dismiss all demons I've given legal rights to. I dismiss all demons I've, I've given, given legal, legal rights, rights to. I command you to leave me and my family line. I command you to leave me and my family line. Lord, renew my mind now. Lord, renew my mind Let now. Let me see myself as you see me. Let, Let me see myself as you see me. And Lord, I trust in the coming days. Lord, I trust, I trust in, in the coming, coming days. days. You'll come and heal all the hurts in my heart. You'll come, come and heal all, all the hurts in my heart. They've given place to shame. They've given place to shame. Lord, tonight, Lord, tonight. Lord, tonight. I declare war on shame. I declare, I declare war, war on shame. And I will not stop the war, and I will not stop the war until I'm totally free. Until, until I'm totally free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Chester and Betsy Kilstra want to give you a profound but simple biblical way to be set free from sickness, poverty, problems in your relationships, and to help you walk in total freedom from anxiety, depression, panic attacks, low self-esteem, stress, addictions, and demonic oppression. Why? So you can experience every promise of God. We'll be back with more of It's Supernatural in just one moment. Call now and get the Kilstra's book, Biblical Healing and Deliverance, and their three-part audio CD teaching, True Identity, plus this handy pocket card containing prayers for healing and deliverance. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9188. Through their book and audio CD teaching, you will understand the four root causes that block you from receiving all of God's blessings. Learn prayers to break curses which come from past generations. Understand how to denounce your ungodly beliefs. Be healed from soul and spirit wounds that cause you to be vulnerable to the demonic attacks. Get set free from demonic oppression. Through these three audio CD teachings, you will learn how shame, fear, and control are the roots that allow demonic strongholds into your life. Each CD includes one and one half hours of teaching followed by an hour of ministry to help you begin to walk in total freedom and victory. Plus, you will receive this handy pocket card containing prayers for healing and deliverance from the things that are blocking you from receiving God's blessings and promises. Don't miss out on getting the Kilstra's book, Biblical Healing and Deliverance, and their three-part audio CD teaching, True Identity, plus this handy pocket card containing prayers for healing and deliverance. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9188. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9188 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. I have a problem, and I need God's help with this problem. 
Now, some people say, oh, Sid, you really have problems. No, I need God's help with this particular problem. My guest is Karen Wheaton. This woman has so many amazing supernatural experiences with God. I want her to share them, but this woman is such a broken vessel being used for God that when she sings, the glory of God will go right into your living room, right into this studio. So what to do? God help.